following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Following podcast is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle makes quality beard and grooming products for the modern man who likes to look good while raiding the countryside. Visit their website, thebeardstruggle.com, to scope out their awesome product line and use promo code JAWS20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. The Beard Struggle, because everyone looks better with a beard. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Producers. I am the Wizard of Jazz, joined once again, as always, by the quote king, Austin Kelm himself. What is going on, big shooter? Dude, good morning, buddy. How are we? Uh, it is Wednesday. We are hanging out. If if you're hearing this, it's Friday or later. I don't know why I have, have the need to say the day. <laughs> you guys don't care when we record. As long as you get your producing and we deuce for you. It is what it is, right? I haven't it's had totally my full fine. cup of coffee yet. Give me a break. We are firing on only five out of six cylinders right now. We are not going full board. I'm not even sure I found a cylinder yet today. So there you go. But I'm super excited for this week. This yeah, this gonna is going to be fun. I, I love this movie. <laughs> you know, it's really, that's true of all movies. I mean, I say that like every week, but not this one really, this one has a special place in, in the old heart. It really does. And like the cast in this movie. Everybody, even like yeah. guys who aren't main characters, are A-listers. It's just crazy. Yeah. So we, before I mean, before we get too much into it, we are talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, starring Jason Segal, Kristen Bell, Paul Rudd, Mila Kunitz, Russell Brand, Bill Hader. Like, that's just the top six. Right. And then you got like Jonah Hill makes cameos and Jack McBriar makes cameos. Right. And it's like everybody who even sticks their nose out in this movie is like, oh, I know you from insert movie here. Right. Uh, Taylor Willie, W I L Y, Willie. He's the big Samoan looking dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been in. Emo. Yeah. I mean, he's been in everything that ever needed a large Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm getting typecasted. Don't really care. Laughing all the way to the bank. It's all good. Yeah. And uh, he was actually a UFC fighter. He was a, he was a sumo wrestler when UFC was created all the way back in the day, like way, way back in the early, like two thousands or earlier when it was just an open tournament. So Right. And it, it was it really was just like brawling and cage fighting. Yeah, that's kind of what it is today. But there's there's like sort of rules now. Well, and there were sort of like the only rules back then were like no eye gouging, no fish hooks and no groin shots. 
Right. And other like, than that, it was like, what, it's all legal. Just yeah, go to like, town. Bare knuckle. You could wear wrestling shoes. You could wear nothing. You could like elbow people in the, in the head till they died. It happened. I was right. there. Um, yeah. I mean, and so, and here's this dude just playing this big Hawaii, like this big funny Hawaiian guy. Honestly, and he's really funny in it too. Like, oh God, yeah. It's 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 dry humor. He doesn't really have a whole lot of lines, but every time he's on screen, it is pretty funny. Oh, really? It's hilarious. So like, why don't you why don't you stop crying about it? You're acting like a big baby. Why don't you stop crying? You you look like a gigantic baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every time he's on screen, it's super short, it's super to the point, and I laugh every time. But this movie, really from top to bottom, is is just fantastic. That I laugh. Every 30 seconds, everybody perfectly adds whatever they need to this yes. movie. Like Bill Hader is fantastic. And anybody who's ever seen him on SNL or whether they did the, the roast of James Franco, he did impressions like his impressions and stuff are spot on. He does a fantastic job with them. And he's not in this movie very much, but every time he's either like on a Zoom call or on the phone with Jason Siegel, that he's just, he makes me laugh, like, like belly laugh, like right from my stomach. Right. Laughing my ass off. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it, it's great. And really, it's it's it. This movie's kind of we were discussing this before we started recording. It's kind of a rom com. Like, it's sort of supposed to be a romantic comedy, but like you don't get the romantic side until two thirds of the movie, because at the beginning, like she she dumps him. He's oh, yeah. just d- destroyed inside. And what is what is with Seagal playing? like failed playwright like that's just his <laughs> shtick. outside of how i met your mother i can't like almost everything it, it, even in that they like played to that trope at one point when like barney was introducing his friends to crazy jerry and he like he gave them all characters to play and he gave jason seagull that character like a failed playwright with writer's block and that's what he is in this. And I feel like he's that in a, a lot. You know what? I think uh, that's just kind of him. I think that's him like as a person. Yeah. Um, that he really liked the Muppets. He really is very musically talented. He likes to to write and compose music and stuff like that. That's just sort of like him. You right. know what I mean, so it's, it's not really a stretch from the, on the acting side. <laughs> it's sure. just, it's just him being him. Yeah. He, uh, and it's so funny because like that's that's who he is he's a failed playwright and he he's also like writing me isn't he like writing music for like the show she acts on or something yeah right there so they're both part of uh the the tv show crime scene scene of the crime it's like their own version of like a csi CSI, knockoff right that she's the the lead character with with billy baldwin of all people (laughs) and he writes the dark ominous tones of behind like Oh, we found his penis behind the refrigerator. <laughs> you know I mean? Like all the ridiculous things oh my God. that they say on, you know what I mean? Like it's like they get away with saying super grotesque, probably inappropriate things, but because it's science and like forensic related, it's totally fine. Yeah. He's the guy you know, in like, charge like of, that's weird. he's the guy in charge of like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Exa- exactly. That. congratulations you wrote the coolest tone on tv like that's all it is right um and so like (laughs) what the the opening scene like isn't he like sitting in his underwear like eating a gigantic bowl of cheerios or something and she's like oh i'm home 
he's he in like his, he's in his sweatpants. Right. Yeah. Well, she says that. Yeah. She's like, "Hey, I'm I'm coming here from the airport." And he's like, "Oh, okay." So as the whole apartment's just a mess, and he slams things into closets, and you know, what I mean, just throws them under pillows and does whatever. Yeah. And then she walks in and breaks up with him, and then you get your your first taste of like frontal male nudity in the movie if you're watching the unedited version that he just yeah. drops his towel because he's shocked she's breaking up with him. And it's like, oh, that, all right, that we're three minutes into this movie. That's already more penis than I thought I was going to see during this. No movie. kidding. It for the first time, like, you know, I did, did not expect that. But here we are. Right. And the best part is she breaks up with him for Russell Brand. Right. Which, listen, I'm not saying either guy is particularly good looking, but you know, it's I, I, I mean, I guess. Sure. If that's your thing, I don't know. I'm actually mad. We myself and Rotten Jack from Common Debauchery filled in on another BICBP uh, network show called Crafting and Drafting, where we drafted people throughout history that we want to just punch in the face. And I'm pissed off that I didn't put Russell Brand on my list because I hate Russell Brand. I hate him. Hindsight, right? Oh, my God. His his existence just infuriates me. He's like the same guy in every movie. You want to talk about a guy that gets typecasted i feel like he's the same like you know what i mean like i i don't i can't think of a role where he did not play this exact right guy. this this aloof rock star that just has the most ridiculous of lives which i'm sure there are people who actually live that type of life sure and like but here here he goes just being this clueless obnoxious like I, uh, it's hard to even explain how ridiculous he is through this whole thing. Well, he's like kind of like a hipster. So do you know what I mean? Like he ends up just, oh, he's a musician. So everything he does is based on like, is this trendy? Is this like, Oh, like when he's, when he's deciding his, his shirt or whatever like that. And, she, and she's like, Oh, I thought you were going to wear the shirt that I bought you. He's like, Oh, I, I, I do like Sir Tommy Bahama, but I think I feel this is what I should wear tonight. Like, what do you mean? You feel this is what you should wear. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's kind of just a pretentious sort of douchebag a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with no social point, awareness. Really like, right. Like, no social cues, just. Right. Says whatever. Yeah. And like, has no idea why, like, why Peter Bretter would hate him. So this dude, like, after being broken up with, decides, oh, I'm going to go on this Hawaiian vacation. We were supposed to go together. I'm going. And not only does he go and end up there at the same time, but he's in the room next door. Right. The same receiver. He's in the, uh, the, the Kapua suite to start. Right. And then, and then she, they have to move because she, Mila Kunis, who's the, the front desk, like the concierge lady, like feels really bad for him and gives him the room for free. Super nice of her. She's a doll the entire movie. Yes. And then he has to move because Dakota Fanning's people are coming in. So he has to switch rooms <laughs> and then gets put right next door. And again, the subtleties of the whole thing is, She's like, oh, like Rachel found you a room. And he goes, oh, okay. So he goes into the room. And then like the two of them are sitting back to back, like yelling at each other. And he's going, it was the only room they had left. She's like, yeah, I get it. Psycho stalker. Like (laughs) it's like, it's two seconds. It's really quick, but that it gets me every time. Or him him being super pissed and walking out of his room. And there's a wedding going on right outside. He screams at the bride and groom wedding in Hawaii, real original. (laughs) <laughs> you're like, you, you're like, you, didn't, like you, you don't have to add that but like here you are it's there's there, there's a, a million and one super subtle lines that in that whole movie that honestly I, I i use i quote this movie quite a bit 
And really, and one of my, and one of my favorite ones, I think is, is Jonah Hill of all people, of all the famous people and lines from this movie. It's he, uh, Jason Segel's eating cake while he's watching the little the, the, the luau or whatever, when they're on the yeah. beach. And he go, he comes by and he goes to pick up his cake. He goes, Oh, actually I'm, I'm not finished with that yet. He goes, oh, he goes, I'll just go fuck myself. Mahalo. <laughs> he goes, what? And he sort of looks at him like Jonah Hill's already walked away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, like, and Jonah Hill, like, right. Like, it starts talking to, um, it's Peter, right? Yeah, Peter Brandt. Yeah, so he started, he's talking to Peter, and he, like, feels for him and everything. And then, like, Russell Brand's character comes, and he's just, like, like just swooning over russell brand's character right just like oh my god sir i love you so much and it's like hey man it's like, his mixtape it's a whole yeah. thing right oh it was really funny <laughs> he, he starts singing and Jonah Hill goes, i just went from six to midnight Dude, just, it's like so socially awkward the entire time as he's just fawning over al the snow well and, and so then this, this poor guy obviously falls for mila kunitz's character because a how do you not Right. And, and you know what? And I, we, we, we joked about Russell Brand and Jason Siegel not really being, listen, it's, again, it's not like they're not bad looking guys, right? They're, I mean, they're okay looking, but like Jason Siegel gets to choose between Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis. Like on what planet? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like this is, this is the Adam Sandler effect. Yeah. You know I mean, that Adam Sandler, look, super funny, great personality. For everything you read is he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood, but he's acting with, Winona Ryder, Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore. Like, it's a, right. the, the tippy top eight list of just the smoke shows on the planet. And it's like, oh, know, okay. To be, like, to be fair, to be fair, I, I don't know <laughs> if, I, I like, there aren't a lot. Like, I, I feel like there are more average Joe-looking guys in Hollywood. Sure. Than there are plain Jane-looking women in Hollywood. And well, I don't, I don't necessarily mean plain Janes, but I mean, like, it's you, the, the saying is like ducks have ducks, right? You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It, it just looks like Adam Sandler is also like the producer. Like he writes half the stuff. And then like, it's just funny to me that he keeps casting like Jennifer Aniston and all right. these people, you know what I mean? In these movies. And it's like, well, all right. And, and giving his wife lucky just, son of a, just so right. she can be on set and know nothing funny is going on. Uh, right, right. Which right. is just what we assume. We don't know if that's true. We do know, know that he I, has I, your cameos, but we're not sure if that's right. what Listen, that, that means they both get royalties then. That means the, the check comes in double every time right. those, those checks come in. One's addressed to her, one's addressed to him. Peachy Keen. So what we're saying is he's the smartest guy in Hollywood. Yeah, like, no kidding. Put, put your kids in it then. Then you get five checks every time Netflix right. picks up that movie, right? Like, why wouldn't you? So <laughs> he, uh, like, my, and I guess my point is like, I mean, we did an entire show on Adam Sandler and how he's just this, like he's nothing to call home about. He's no like <clears throat> smoke show dude, chiseled from stone, strong jaw, six pack, whole nine yards. Right. No, nobody confuses him with like Ryan Gosling, right? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. You know what I mean? That's not a thing. And like for every one of those dudes, there's a Seagal and there's a Sandler and there's a Jonah Hill and like, and I, I'm curious as to why. And I know that there's probably, I mean, this is going to tie into the old boys club of Hollywood of like. Why is it that like these plain ass dudes can be in Hollywood, but like majority of your of your female stars are absolute just dimes? 
Uh, there's probably more at play there than we're going to be. Yeah, right, right, right. No. But, oh, yeah. but you're, you're going back of how the quote system works for the last 80 years. You know what I mean? In fairness. And like, and that system is broken. I will tell you that much. However, oh, sure. however, I also give this like stuff like this, like Jason Seagal having a character that gets to choose between Kristen Brand and Mila Kunitz. Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Sorry, Russell, Russell Brand, Brand, Kristen Bell. Yeah, right. It Whatever. was all there. It was all Whatever. there, man. It was. You had it. It was there. Half a cup of coffee. <laughs> I found half a cylinder so far. I, I didn't want people out there to get confused. Kristen Bell is not married to Russell Brand. She's married <laughs> to Dak Shepard, but that's a whole different thing. I just didn't want anybody to get any misinformation out there. Uh, if I was a, if I was a woman, my show name would be Misinformation. Just right. so you know. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, I'll keep that in mind. These movies where these average Joe plain Janes or not average Joe plain, like these average Joes with these fucking smoke shows are why guys like me and you can land attractive women because it Hollywood teaches us what we know, right? Oh, listen, I, I think in a lot of different ways, it's a sense of humor matters. I think it oh, makes yeah. somebody laugh. I mean, that's just I've only been this beautifully bearded for a, like five or six years <laughs> but my sense of humor has kept me in the fight for a long time right well and really and honestly that's the relationship that that jason siegel has with mila kunis in this movie that she's used to dating jerks and you know she she moved to hawaii for the to follow some surfer boyfriend and stuff like that and he cheated on her and like she's just been dealing with dicks and you know jason siegel comes in and he's a He's a nice guy. And honestly, they're both a little damaged. Like both yeah. of them had their significant, significant others, half a cup of coffee, uh, cheat on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just kind of like, it's a environment where they're working through it together. Like, you know what I mean? Like this one, they, they jump off the cliffs. Right. At the end, like they go up there and it's like, you know, uh, you know, even if the water hurt, it couldn't hurt us as bad as our significant others hurt us. You know what I mean? And it's just like a, an experience they go through and they, they, they push each other through it. And then like she jumps off the cliff and he goes, Oh my God. Oh my God. I made her kill herself. <laughs> she just jumps off the cliff. Then he has a panic attack. And again, uh -huh. so I, and you quotable lines like right there, they're having this emotional breakthrough therapeutic moment. And then he's being a big wuss about jumping and she goes jump she goes i could see your hoo-ha like he's just like I just, he's I'll, I'll i'll do it i'll jump just being a big wuss about it because he doesn't want to go out and then he like clings to the side it's a whole thing and then they share their first kiss when they finally jump in and they're in the water together and it's very romantic and it's fine back to the whole rom-com thing <laughs> i i love like and so i the weather outside is weather i say that all the time yep like, oh, yeah, I listen, do, do, do less. Paul Rudd's got a bunch of those. Nope. You're doing too much. Do less. Nope. Nope. nope do less. You got to do don't, more. You got to do more. Don't, don't do anything. Don't do it. Do less. And he just like, lays there. Well, no, uh, what uh, you're gonna have to do more than that. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's just go out there. You'll figure it out. When, when oh, okay. When life gives you lemons, just say, fuck the lemons. And <laughs> yeah, just, just say, hey man, do you know what time it is? Oh, I don't know, man. I stopped wearing a watch when I came out here. Oh, that's really cool. You know, because I have a cell phone, so I don't really need to watch. Oh, Paul Rice is like the most random guy out there. Uh, it's like, he goes, could, you, could you call the front desk there, Mr. Surferman? And you sound like you're from London. <laughs> he 
imitating Russell Brand when he's got the coral sticking out of his leg. Uh, Kunu. I, I, click, I clicked on the quotes tab on the IMDb page. Uh, the there first, must be a bunch the of first, that there has to the be. The first two are from Dwayne the Bartender, who you who we reference right off the top of the show. He turned on a BJ from his ex-girlfriend, mid-BJ. You know how hard <laughs> right. that is for man? It's called blue balls. He's like Gandhi, but better. He likes puppets. Because he like, likes puppets, right? And what's the state? Oh, yeah. What's the state fish of Hawaii? The humahula hula 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 pua. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah right. And I the, can name you over 200 different kinds of fish. And the best part is in the uh, uh, in the trivia section here. Oh, boy. It's, it is that is that is a fact. And it is pronounced humu humu nuku nuku apu aha. That's definitely the most Hawaiian thing I've heard in a long time. That's it right there. Yep. Found it. Uh, listen, I think I said everybody like he's again, super small part of that movie. But what he brings to the table is fantastic. The same thing with the the honeymoon couple that Jack McBriar and his wife, that they're, they're honeymooning and stuff like that. But they're they're super religious and they've never had sex before. And he's like struggling with it the entire movie. <laughs> Do you mean like, like I, I, at one point, I think she they're talking about like. She's like what what she wants to to do to him because they're on their honeymoon and it's just supposed to be this this you know big thing, and he's going no no God put our mouths in our head for a reason no and he's like freaking out and it's just the whole thing he it really it's funny because it's the most socially awkward thing to to like go through when you're struggling with it and like in today in 2022 I mean I don't know I don't want to speculate on when people go through this but I. You people are just much younger now than maybe they were 10, 20, 30 years ago when they lose the V card. But he's like in his mid 20s and having to go through stuff that teenagers go through. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and he's just so socially <laughs> awkward with it. It's it's awesome and weird. And, and it's just like talking to them about it at the bar. He's like, I, I don't get it. Like, does it feel good? Because it's it's hurting me. Like, I don't really like it's just it's the weirdest encounter that he has with his new wife. Oh, and these, and then again, it's your appalling uh, hate of Russell Brand. Uh, you know, asking him for advice, and he's like, they're, he's like asking him how to. He goes, "I want to please my wife on our honeymoon," and he goes, "Oh, okay." And then he gets like ridiculous right. advice from Russell Brand, like just on a different level of. What did you think he was going to be able to pull off here? I'm not really sure. But really, it's. Uh, I think some of my favorite parts of this movie too are the music. Oh yeah, him, him him playing the Dracula musical stuff is. Oh my god, this is so funny at the end. It's fantastic. It's it's really good. And I the Peter, you suck. Do you know what I mean when he's like he's just being very self loathing and he he writes a little song about himself like. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's, he's playing piano and he's he's struggling after the breakup. Yeah, he, he's playing piano and he's like Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. Peter, your music is terrible. Peter, you like, and he's like, he just writes <laughs> You need to go see a psychiatrist. I don't want to go see a psychiatrist. Go see one anyways. And it's all the lyrics to this song. He just makes fun of himself, right. being very self-loathing and driving I, himself crazy. I, I didn't mean to glass over there on you. I was reading. I, I figured you were reading quotes. So that's yeah, what I, I was. Yeah. I was reading an exchange between uh, Sarah Marshall herself and um, Russell Brand's character, Aldous Snow. Who also, by the way, he plays this the exact same character. Exact same guy in Get Him to the Greek. Also with Jonah Hill, too. So yes. there's, there's no new original ideas in Hollywood. So we'll just redo this exact same thing with almost the same guys. 
So and this is the uh, the fake orgasm scene. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> top stage Peter and Rachel. Oh, and, yeah. You know, you're still involved in the next door, ain't you? And again, this is in Russell Brand's just punchable accent. And she's like, excuse me? You should have seen yourself at dinner. Then you came back here and put on the ghastly performance. I mean, I've heard that women do fake orgasms, but I've never seen one. It deeply upset me. I've never seen one that truly deeply upset me. <laughs> like You should have seen yourself at dinner. <laughs> I'm Elder Snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. Oh, no drinks for me. Thanks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Points at his tattoos. And you know what? Let me tell you something about these tattoos, okay? That's that, this is Buddhist. This is Nordic. This is Hindu. That's just gibberish. You're completely conflicting ideologies, and that does not make you a citizen of the world. It makes you full of shit. Was that was that genuine, or did you fake that? <laughs> right, I'm probably going to clear off now. I've got a little. I have to. Have, I, I'll have a little sleep for a few hours, and I'm probably going to go in the morning. Okay. I hate your music. Yeah. Well, I fucked the housekeeper the other day. <laughs> the housekeeper the other day. Oh, Just a God. terrible, terrible relationship. Like, and that's one of those ones that, like. If you're if you're Peter, you look at it and you're like, I lost. Like this is a world famous rock star that she left me for. Like, right. And then well, he he says it when they're surfing. Right. They're like they're like paddle boarding. He's sitting, he's like, Man, you're cool. He goes, you know what? He goes, it's so hard for me to say because you know, like I hate you in so many ways. He goes, but whatever, man. He goes, I I get what she sees in you. I I understand. Cause he he listens to one of her songs in her iPod and it's one of Peter's. Right. He's a I sort of remind me of a dark gothic Neil Diamond. He goes, Man, it's like exactly what I'm going for. Fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what my tone is. Oh, uh, this this whole movie is so goddamn funny. It's like I said, from from, from really from start to finish, that you don't go on more than like a minute or so without without laughing. Like even during the, the serious parts where they're like dealing with some stuff, right? It gets a little bit more the meat and potatoes of the movie, we'll say. You don't go too far without do you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know for me, belly laughing. Right. About anything. Like, so like he shows up in Hawaii and like Russell Brand shows up and he's like, I've lost a shoe. He's like, it's, it's like this one, except, except the, the, the other one, like the left one. Like <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like this one's twin, but, but not like an evil twin, just like a normal, regular twin. Like, and it's just like a convoluted explanation of I lost a flip flop. It did not require any more dialogue other than, Hey, if you see this this flip flop, just let me know. I lost it. It's not right. you know, no big deal. No big deal. I'm an international, you know, rock recording star. artist. Right. I'm a multi 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 millionaire. I'm super bummed about what looks like a six dollar flip flop from Old Davy. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> but he like, goes into the whole thing. It's it's an evil twin flip flop. It's not an evil twin. It's just this one's other. Like all right, but great. I'll keep my eyes off for it. Like thanks, man. How it's you serve five years under her? I don't know. You deserve a medal or a holiday or at I least like a cuddle, cuddle from somebody. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got cuddle from somebody, right? Uh, I once saw him beat up a guy with a starfish. That's ridiculous. The guy was me. Yeah, right. It, it was me. And you know what? I, I quote all the time too. The only way you're at the bar is when he's drinking those those huge tropical drinks. And he pulls the banana out and he's like, huh, not us, buddy, huh? Right? Not us. And he's like, he's hammered and he's drinking his <laughs> cosmopolitan. He's like, oh, it's like six in the city. I'm Samantha. I have sex with everyone. And he's just like, <laughs> like in his own little work. He's there by himself. So he's just entertaining himself the best he can, drinking these gigantic fruity beverages. Oh my God. And like him, him sobbing at the sunset. And like the phone rings and it's Rachel and he's like, Hello. He's like, oh, there's been reports of a woman crying. He's like, yeah, I hear it too. I think she's on the floor above me. So you're on the top floor. Okay, I'll try to keep it down. <laughs> 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 you know I mean? like, 
<laughs> like, like, but plays it off like he's not just sobbing at the sunset. And she's like, sir, you're on the top floor. Oh, I'll try to keep it down. I'm sorry. Well, it sounds like she's having a really hard time. The the scene with the character who is billed as Gag Me Girl. Hi. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi. 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 Right. Hi. Okay. Do you mind not saying that over and over again? You can gag me. You brought a gag and handcuffs. Do you want to gag me? Kind of now. Yeah, right. You kind of can just keep talking kind of a little bit now. Uh, there, there's so much just ridiculousness in, in, in the entire movie. It just, like I said, it, Paul Rudd is my favorite sub sub character of the movie. And, there, and there's a bunch of them you could choose from, from, from the not main four people, three people that are in the movie between Brand and, and Siegel and right. Kunis. So, I mean, and, and Bell, right? those four people are like the main people. But I think Paul Rudd, every time he's on screen, it's like, oh, what's your name? It's Kunu. Oh, cool. What's it Hawaiian for? Chuck. I just typed it into a thing online and it gives you her Hawaiian name. Like, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> cool. It's just Hawaiian for Chuck. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's so random. The man who never ages, Paul Rudd, who's been, he's looked exactly the same for 30 oh years in Hollywood. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. How does Ant-Man and the character he played on Friends look identical? 20 years old. We just had the 20 year anniversary of friends. He looks the same in that, like on friends as he does in everything he's doing now. Yep. No, not even a wrinkle, uh... not even a gray hair. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we, I have podcasts at my house. They always want to talk when I'm on, when I'm on the microphone. So, Oh, I didn't hear him at all. So that was just like the voices in your head. That's you just had that going yourself. I was going to try to pick her up and put her near the microphone, but every time I turn around, she like runs away because she leaves a toy by my feet. Right. But, oh man. No, it's it really, and, and Bill Hader too. Like every time oh, God, he has yeah. a, he has a thing. I get I, like right in, right in the beginning, I think it's my favorite Bill Hader part where he's there. He's trying to delete his photos and he goes, look at, you're not even having like a, a proper delete. Like you're not permanently deleting him. He goes, well, he goes, if we get back together, he goes, I want to have a few of them left. And he, he reaches around him and just like control all deletes him. And he's like, no, and he starts screaming <laughs> at him because he deletes all of his photos. And then it flips to him on the airplane going to Hawaii. Right. Uh, and like all, all the scenes where they're like, aren't they like, like they're essentially zooming, right? He keeps no, it's, really, it's what it is. Before anybody knew what Zoom was, before the pandemic introduced Zoom to everybody, they're like just video chatting. And he's like, oh, I'd love to have the, the woman's perspective on this. And he's like, oh, and like his wife's in the room. And then she's like, get closer. No, farther away. Closer. No, 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 farther no, no, you're too close again. Move and she like it looks like she's <laughs> I'm afraid on the Zoom chat. Oh my god, this movie is so. This isn't every time it's on I would watch it movie. No, hundred percent. It, it is a remote dropper, as I call it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every time it doesn't matter where it is, the remote goes down, and I will finish watching it. And it's I'm super pumped that it's on several streaming sites. I like I was right this second. I'm actually I just clicked on it like. Oh, so you know, what, you know, what's, you know, what's really funny in this. And I get that she's the bad guy. So I understand like why, why it is the way it is, but really everybody in this movie offers something comedically to the role. Kristen Bell, who I, you know, I love from the good place on Netflix and right. uh, the, the new one she does where she does the, the parody about all those suspense movies where it's like the, the, the window across the street from the girl who would, you know what I mean? That long. Yeah. It's on Netflix where it's, it's a, people didn't realize it was a parody that it's supposed to be a funny spoof on all those type of suspenseful movies. She's funny in that too. Like, I think she's hysterical. And I think of 
almost every cast member, she brings the least comedy to the entire movie. And I, is that probably by design? Because you're supposed to not like her, right? Like she's right. she's the bad person. Everybody can't just be lovable. You know what I mean? You have to like not like somebody. And for the longest movie, like really, it's a really kind of great plot twist because for most of the movie, like you hate her guts, right? She cheated on him. He's so quirky and lovable. And she's just being, you know, she's a cheater and it just is what it is. And then at the end, towards the end of the movie, you find out like she was going to therapy. She was taking like sex seminars, love seminars or whatever. Like he was just a lazy POS most of the time and like didn't care. didn't buy flowers, wasn't attentive. Didn't like, do you know what I mean? Like they just right. fell into a bad way. And, and really he, he blames her. And listen, I'm not saying that's a good excuse to cheat, but it looks like he was this great boyfriend all the time. And she just cheated and really there's always two sides to every story. Do you know what I mean? Like you find out that he, he was not a particularly great boyfriend. It's, I don't know. They, they both have their grass is greener moments and, sure. and, they, and they, and they flip flop the whole first part of the movie. He's having remembrance. He's having memories of all the great times that they shared. And she's remembering like all the times that were crappy. And then it flips that he right. remembers all the times that like she made fun of him and like, Oh, here, just hold my purse type of stuff. And right. she remembers all the times that every time she bought him a shirt, he wore it because Russell brand refused to wear the shirt that she bought. Right. Do you know what I mean? So they, they go through a whole mental breakdown of the relation of the good and the bad. Well, and I, I think that's, and I, I think that's something that you can actually equate to in real relationships i mean when sure. you're the one who doesn't want to like doesn't want the relationship to end you're the one sitting there like oh but like all the good times and all the like all the good stuff that happened and then when you're like the one that wanted it to end you're you, you know why you want it to end like you know right. like why you're there and then at, like and then at some point like you're the one that was broken up with you're the one that didn't want it to end and now you're like no like I'm, I'm better this like this is like good if they don't want to be with me that's fine and like right they weren't all that great and then on the other end you're like oh all these things i complained about him, you know him or her about and in the grand scheme maybe weren't that bad right, right. so and i mean listen relationships have highs and lows sure i think really really i think is, is a great message of this movie if, if you want to get outside the comedy for a hot second is that i mean the grass isn't always greener Sure. Number one. And I think people focus on what they want to focus on. Do you mean that he yeah. was like a hopeless, lovesick puppy all the time and let her kind of like walk all over him a lot of time you know, and really not treat him particularly well? You know what I mean? And then the flip side, you know, she took him for granted a lot right. of the times where he was being a nice guy. But on the flip side, you know, I don't know. People have different needs and different wants. And well, it's, it's, it, 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 relationships are hard. They are. They're not all hunky dory and easy. You know what I mean? It's and, and like it's one of those things where when you look at it and say like, okay, like relationships are hard, and you know people do they focus on what they want to focus on, and right, you know we're also not talking about like I mean because there there is that trope which like it definitely wouldn't be a comedy if this was the case where like one of them is <laughs> like this movie would be way less funny like physically or emotionally abusive over mm -hmm. and over and over and like find, right. finds ways to like step outside the realm of the relationship and then keeps the relationship going or you know treats people a certain way like it wouldn't be funny but i mean you know there there are people who are in that type of relationship that keep going back to it or stay in it and then the person that they're like that does that to them ends the relationship anyway 
Right. And then like, and those people still are like, but the good stuff. And he tried and she tried. Right. I, I was there. Fuck. What's what's that? What's that Dane Cook joke? Where he's like, I, you guys, you guys, girls just invent reasons to not leave a guy who's like terrible to them. I can't just leave. I can't. My CDs are in his truck. I can't leave. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, like, I can't just go. That's like four. That's like 40 CDs. Right. How much money that cost? Like, no, I don't because CDs don't exist anymore. But uh, no, well, yeah, right. It's a, it's a dated, uh, vicious circle. A dated reference. reference. From, right. From yeah. Like uh, years you, ago. You, you like people find reasons to stay with people. And you know, the this, this movie, as funny as it is, plays to that. Like, there's a lot of honestly very thought provoking undertones. Sure. To 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 a lot of it that really is just relationships in general. I think they they hit a lot of nails on the head as the movie what? goes on. I, they they really they both just take each other for for granted. Again, not not that I condone. I mean, at the end of the day, she should have just broken up with him. I don't you know obviously condone the whole cheating aspect of it, but right. like I understand that you're his significant other, not his mother. And she says that to him in not so many words, where she's just like, listen, she goes, you got really hard to take care of you when you stop taking care of yourself. Which, you go, you go back to the beginning of the movie where the whole apartment is destroyed. Like, it's just, there's a mess everywhere. He doesn't clean, doesn't do dishes. He loafs around all day in sweatpants. He's not really doing anything professionally. He's not following his passions. He's just sort of a loaf. Now, a nice guy. He's not mean spirit. you know what I mean? But like, mom, mom don't live here. Right. Take care of your shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not, I can understand that would be getting frustrated. Absolutely. Everybody takes their, I don't know, their turn of the housework. Yeah. You know, my wife and I switch, but she doesn't do dishes more than I do. Like we both vacuum, both do it. Like it's our house and it's our housework. And it just seems like he didn't do anything. Yeah. She just took care of it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a, it was a toxic relationship really from both sides. Right. And, and that's the thing is like, instead of talking about like, you know, she, she was going to things and she was trying to work on things and she was trying to like figure things out, but he didn't know how, like that, that doesn't right. Work. Effective like, communication. <laughs> it solves many of those things, but thank God they didn't talk about it. Cause then we wouldn't have this movie. No then, then the whole, the whole premise just goes away. Then it's not funny well, anymore at all. Well, no, we, we would have had this movie, but it would have been like five years down the road. There would be a kid involved. That kid would have, Emotional damage. And it's one of my favorite TikToks. I, know, I love that one. I know it's so funny. <laughs> and I'm I'm actually mad that I did like I like I I need a soundboard. I need a soundboard for this so I can just push a button and the stuff play. And he would he would play that. Yeah. Listen, this movie would be called Therapy with Sarah Marshall. It wouldn't be called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It would be a whole thing. Like it really changes the dynamic of what we're watching. Uh, child support with Sarah Marshall. Or, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh alimony with sarah marshall turns out that naming movies is actually more difficult than we anticipated <laughs> uh so what do you give this one by the way what's your uh what's your clicky clacky oh I, like i said i i really do love this movie like i, I but in my whole ranking system I, I can't give it's not on the same level as you know the all-time the hall of famers yeah um so you've been doing like quarter points right like so we yeah. didn't really we haven't gone more into like the metric system hasn't failed us yet, but I'm giving it like uh, like a three seven five. It's not on this. It's not can't be a four, based on what other movies I've rated a four. But it's I really do like this movie. I, I think people don't talk about it enough as far as I'm actually modern uh, the, comedies. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Three seven five. So there you go. Uh, seven, seven and a half. half which yep. I I mean IMDb has got it at seven point one. Weird. I didn't Weird. even look at that. So I really yeah. Sometimes I, I knew it when we go into that, but I, I did not know that based on. Our yeah. rankings. Yeah. Really, really good one here. <clears throat> yep. It's fantastic. Top to bottom. The whole cast offers 
their own subtle nuances to the comedy of this. And really it's, it makes me laugh every time. And I, I quote it pretty regularly. This, this one pops up, pops up all the time. Oh yeah. And I'm learning something new. I did not realize that your level of disdain for Russell Brand was as high as it was. Oh my God. This dude, <laughs> I didn't realize he was on the punch him in the face list. I did not know that was a thing. Uh, so I actually, and I don't know if you remember this, all the way back in high school, way back oh, in high school, way back in dude, the Dude, please don't remind me when we graduated. Oh, five. Good <laughs> Lord, dude. It's 17 years. Our 20 year anniversary is on the way. Like it is coming up. We're only a couple of years away. Makes um, me sad. I had. I had a list back then called the kicked in the face list. And it was like nine pages long of people, things, places. I wanted to kick in the face. Russell brand, the 2022 first official inductee. Uh, if he, if this was hats, stats, and stats, we'd put him on the suck list. <laughs> it's not. So we're going to put him in the people I want to punch in the mouth. Dude, you get, you have a lot of angry lists. This is like a kick you in the face list, the suck list, the, the punch you in the mouth list. Well, you know, we make it, we make the good lists on the podcast. I keep the, I keep the bad lists to myself and Listen, then I talk man, about them on the podcast. If, if I ever, if I'm ever watch a clip of Dr. Phil and they're like, do you have a friend that makes angry lists? Call the Dr. Phil show. I'm going to be, I'm going to call that shit up. I'm going to be like, all right. Y'all very, I, very angry lists. Yeah. Listen, that that's awesome because uh, like, then I can get famous. Like catch me outside. How catch about me that? Outside, that? That's literally exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, I will be, I'll, I'll be famous. Let's go. <laughs> I am not above white trash fame. <laughs> it's good you're open to all kinds of fandom. That's good. I don't really care what kind of celebrity I am, as long as that I am a celebrity. That's, that's not true. I do oh. not want to be on Jackass. Oh, oh, you did just talk about. So did oh. you watch Jackass forever? I don't know. No. I watched clips of it. Parts of it I thought were funny. Other parts I was like, this is dumb. Why are they doing this? Yeah, I. Uh... But there were a couple of bits that I thought was pretty damn funny. I am in the school of thought of jackass should have ended after the first movie. Like it was bad enough that they took these jackasses off of YouTube and gave them a TV show and made them all famous. Right. Millionaires. Then the TV show spawned a movie and it should have just stopped there. Right. Like six seasons in a movie, right? Like, let's just cut it out. And then jackass two and then jackass 3d. And then like, jackass the tv show reunion and then these dudes just kept doing other stupid shit for stupid little vignettes here and there and like cameos in like johnny knoxville who i like as an actor i think is hilarious uh, right we talked about this the other day i thought he yeah. really is pretty good That's... like in like playing that like annoying sidekick jackass character in walking tall with Dwayne. Yep. great hilarious loved it and like yep. was a big fan like, and he even said like, you know, like, oh, yeah, got a little, had a little drug problem there. He got myself out, got myself clean and here I am like kind of thing. And like, and he plays that character very well. Why I'm is surprised it that off? more of those guys haven't been hooked on like painkillers, uh, which uh, to me, I'm, I'm really from I'm sustaining sure, serious injury. It's I'm sure like it not probably not publicly, but I'm sure some of them have been and or are slash were. I mean, the opioid crisis being what it is, I mean regular average everyday people get hooked on it when just when, when they have like shoulder surgery, like right. basic normal life things that like, Oh, you needed surgery and they prescribed you this and you got hooked on it. Like yeah. it's awful. And these guys, you can't tell me they weren't on, you know, in Knoxville and in, in this le- recent one gets like uh, hit by a bull. Yeah. And he flips over like four times and he lands awkwardly on his arm. He like breaks his wrist, fractures two ribs, gets a concussion, you know, the worst injury of the, of the really I think several films, it was pretty yeah. bad. Um, 
yeah, here's two baby aspirin. I'm sure that's not what they yeah. gave him to go. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what else goes into that, but well, and now and then to promote the movie, this idiot ends up on the on the at the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania, oh, no, which, Rumble. which is oh, fine. Having his Rumble moment where like he he pit like he pisses off Sami Zayn like going into the sh- going into it, and then he ends up in the Rumble, and Zayn eliminates him after like he gets some offense in, and then he gets just destroyed by all the real wrestlers. Like four dudes hit their finishers, and it ends with, you know, the guy that he was like messing with hitting his finisher to knock him out of the cage or out of the ring. And then, like, if you're not a wrestling fan, Sami Zayn's finisher is the hell of a kick. And he just put his foot up over the ropes, pushed like hit hit Knoxville in the face, knocked him off. And like, I'm pretty sure he sat there with his leg like draped over the the ring rope. Was like ha ha ha. And then somebody just scooped him and dumped him. So like, right. and that's where it should have been left. But they did a two-month lead-in to WrestleMania with these two going back and forth and Sami Zayn showing up at the the Jackass, you know, the new Jackass movie premiere. And, you know, then, like, it's back and forth. And then these two had a match at WrestleMania where, like, he won because he trapped him under a gigantic mousetrap that when they tried to do it, it broke. It's like the string to pull, the, like, the, the mechanism right. broke. So Knoxville had to, like, go and, like, do it by hand. And the big mousetrap thing, like, grazed across his head. And it's like, so this, you're going to convince me that this thing is holding somebody, a human being down hard <laughs> enough that he can't kick out from a pin, but it hit you in the head and you were unfazed. Like, the, the whole thing was just a huge gimmick. We man body slammed somebody. Um, Party boy was there in a denim thong. It was just annoying and stupid, and I hated now, every listen, second. Re- of rest, it. Wrestling has, be, has become that recently that there it's either Every, Gronkowski or it's Ronda Rousey like you name although Rousey became like an actual diva she became like a superstar right but there it's it's well, not the first time that something like that. even going even going back to the days of Shawn Michaels walking out with Pam Anderson or you know what I mean like there've always it, been that, that celebrity aspect having a celebrity aspect is fine there were two other matches one including uh Logan Paul who I I hate I hate I mean talk about YouTube people that I hate <laughs> oh my god the Paul brothers, I can't stand. But this dude actually legitimately trained, actually put on a good match, and actually looked good in the ring to the point that if he never boxed again and went right to the WWE, I'm good with it. Right. But right. It, it took it seriously. Yes. Pat Do McAfee, you know I mean? it, same thing. Right. He's been training for years. He walked away from his, like, he was on a Hall of Fame punting career, walked away, started the Pat McAfee show, got hired by WWE as a play-by-play guy, has been training, has always dreamed of being in the ring and wanted the chance to do it before his body couldn't handle it anymore. Right. And he got a WrestleMania moment. And he looked good. Like, he looked athletic. Like, he jumped from the ground to the top rope. Like, it was, it was, it was good. And then I watched this asshole with silver hair just, like, have his buddies parade through the ring and like use a bowling ball into a dude's nuts. It's oh, so dumb. I hate it. It's stupid. And we've digressed very far from where we were. <laughs> what movie were we talking about again? Oh, that's right. Right. Anyway. So now that I'm off my soapbox about jackass, being stupid, <laughs> the jackass franchise and the fast and the furious franchise need just need to die. Just dig the hole, bury them. RIP never again. Listen, I, I'm with you. As long as they make money, they're going to keep making them. I know and that's just a long and short of it. As long as people keep going to see them, I get because rest assured, the second they lose money, they will never make another one. Which you know means I mean? like, my next point it. it's- stop going to watch stupid crap that's on its ninth <laughs> take. 
anything part nine is dumb. Why did we learn this? When the Halloween and the Friday the 13th franchises got to like number nine, they sucked. You know what? They sucked at number three. So did Fast and the Furious. So did Jackass. Stop it. Just stop going to these movies. Once they hit number two or three, when the first one was just okay and it was a gimmick, just stop and they'll stop doing it. Fuck, I'm irritated. <laughs> you guys got to stop doing it. We're, we're, get, we're angering the Jaws. He's getting a little, he's getting worked up. We're getting fired up. Oh, uh, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put like a, a voice changer and I'm going to sound like the Wizard of Oz when I talk next time I get this mad. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, God. So that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Producers. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Producers, part of the BICBP, BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, so on and so forth. Find us on Facebook, the Producers. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Do all the cool stuff. Uh, Quote King, good having you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure. And uh, with that being said, that's a wrap.